Hey, welcome to Triple T. It is Trusty Training Tuesday and today I thought I would talk to you a little bit about funding because funding is the lifeblood of whatever we're doing. Whatever your objective, whatever your goals, funding is going to be at the centre of it because there's going to be cost to everything. That's the nature of the world. So, there is uh, lots of entities out there that will provide you funding and access to grants and organisations that can do that for you um, and that comes with a cost but the easiest way would just be to apply yourself now in the UK there are various mechanisms particularly in the city of Salford where I am at the minute um, we have the CVS, Salford CVS who have a funding portal and there is all sorts of funding opportunities in there a lot come from the NHS and clinical commissioning groups they put money into projects for work around mental health or intervention work or safety fighting obesity etc there's many aspects to their work there's all sorts of other providers that's just one example so if we've followed this from the beginning we've come into this maybe not knowing what we're doing and now all of a sudden we're talking about obtaining grants and large amounts of money that you may have no experience of. Um, not all of us do. We all do different things and different walks of lives, and all of a sudden we're asked to get funding together to launch a project, so project manage something we might not have that in our skill bank. So if you were to, for example, look at knowhow at ncvo.org.uk, they will give you a lot of guidance around funding obviously the the ncvo do give a lot of help across the board there's nothing in the charity world the trustee world that you're not going to find there so it's a cracking resource peruse it at your leisure it's there for you a couple of header points though if you if you are going to be doing applications all applications come with a set criteria so the funding is for a specific purpose and where a lot of people go wrong when they are coming up with the idea because to start with you're going to need a project so you identify a project you need to identify that there's a need for the project if you're asking an entity to give you money they've got goals and objectives so you're going to need to meet them but you're going to need to demonstrate you, how your project fits with their uh, needs and their objectives. So that would be the first thing. Um, applications. A lot of forms will have application forms with them. And these can vary from a page, expression of interest, to two or three pages. But they'll all have little pointers on. So in 200 words, tell me this in 300 words tell me this so it's important that you do that because some entities will have sifting mechanisms where if it's over you're sifted why put all that effort into something to get sifted in the early stage so be concise keep the application short be concise don't ramble on about things but even down to your sentence structure you know you can tell people uh, we've done this in this that you know in 12 months we've helped 400 people 
you don't need to explain the ins and outs because when we're telling a story, it's not the same as giving an, an example on an application. So as as humans, we want people to understand our point of view and we want to explain our point of view. You can do, but that's very rambling and it'll use lots and lots of words and you'll not hit what you need to hit. So get that down to short, concise sentences. This is what we do. This is us. This is how we do it. And it's bam, 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 done. Yeah, if there's word limits, stick to the word limits. Can't get that across enough. You stick to the word limits. Okay? You're going to need to give them what they need. They're giving this money for a purpose. You need to meet that purpose. So they will ask you a series of questions answer the question if you don't it might be rejected or returned returns not the end of the world but rejected you've just wasted your time and time is valuable so while you're explaining about yourself you you need to get them they don't need the history of your trust then the, they won't be you know they might have a general interest but they're not interested in the ins and outs that they won't be as passionate about your cause as you are that's no detraction from them because they're trying to put funding into many different causes and they'll think that they're all worthy, they're all brilliant. However, if you can, in quick terms, short terms, tell them what the organisation's background is, but bullet point it. So your activities and aims, you know, if you're new to the provider whoever's providing the funding if you're new they don't know you they don't know what you've achieved so if you've got anything that you can demonstrate you know this is where your PR comes in PR is vital so if you've got radio station exits or you've got news clippings paper clippings uh, websites now um, you can provide links if it's notable about yourselves and they can get a feel for you as an organisation and your values, you, you need to be true while you're doing this. You need to be true to your values because that's who you are and your organisation has probably got very akin values to you, hence why you volunteer there, you give up your time to help this cause. So then you focus on that cause. Make sure those values come across to the people that are funding you. Because if you're passionate about what you're doing, that's that's great. That's what they want to see because you are going to use that money for what you, you say. You know, anecdotal evidence is great, but if you can back it up with hard evidence, i.e. look at this website, it shows us getting an award for whatever. doesn't mean to say if you've not won an award, you can't apply for things but if you've got a checkable background that's going to go better for you so then the point of all this you you've identified a need whatever your project is you've identified the need and you've identified a problem and this application is you explaining how you're the solution to this problem so keep it really focused, yeah? You need to be addressing what the issue is. 
you need to identify why it's a problem and evidence if you can that would be better what you're going to do activities what results you want and then we talk about scope scope of the project so at some point if somebody keeps giving you money your project can grow and grow and grow however if it's a set grant you're going to have to define the boundaries of that project so if you've worked out your costs and you've figured out it can help 200 people in whatever the cause is that's that's your limit it's 200 and that's it there isn't funds within to start going well i'll squeeze an extra 50 people in because you need to keep to the scope of the activity because you don't want to over subscribe or over commit yourself so that the project fails you're not testing to failure it's i can do this for this and then do that and then document it and publicize what you've done because in future bids you can come back to that and say this was the target this is what i proposed this is what we delivered this was the result this is the positive outcome and then you you start to have a track record with people it doesn't take long for those google searches to start finding your organization the more you're hitting so if you have uh, i won't bore you to death with algorithms and uh, search engine optimization but if you're on the likes of facebook you're using the social media sites your instagrams all those things that we're bombarded with daily they're going to naturally put you way higher up the listings when people are trying to find you as an organization which is great and that's what you want but the more you can hit those larger sites the more you'll show up the more verifiable you are and checkable you are so whilst you're doing this you've you've told them about what it is how you're going to do it you need to be telling them as well why why you why you why not this company why not this charity why not this trust what's different about you and then this is where we talk about track record difficult to get a start but do things in small scale so if you have means to do a small project before you start applying for funding do that pilot project because if nothing else one it's it's making positive change it's doing good things and that's what you're about but it gives you a track record because then in future applications you can refer back to that and the more of these you do the bigger that track record becomes a lot of funders will also want to know um, what difference the money's going to make. So uh, with a lot of projects, it's the difference between it running or not. Um, but you need to be showing what that difference is going to be. But also, you need to get into the habit of debriefing and evaluation. So we talk about reflective practice, self-reflection. You know, Reflect on your project. Positives improvement areas look at those things and that's what you're going to feed back because they're going to want to see what you've achieved with their money and that's effectively what you'll need to do so it needs to be tangible yeah that that difference so i think when you get into the the actual project breakdown a lot of the funds will give you um 
a breakdown. So you'll you'll do this. You'll talk about the project, the need of it, the requirement, how you're going to evaluate it, all these things. And that's that's really good. Break down the figures for me. Now, in any business entity, people are used to that. This is the project. This is exactly how much it'll cost. This is how much money I need because that's business. Then we come to the trustee world, and not everyone is from a business background. So some people will put uh, vague answers. So rather than saying it's going to be stationary, £50, computers, £1,000, they'll put anything that goes into that admin box as admin or administration, you know, costs, and they'll just put a overall figure combined. Flip that coin over, if I was asking you for money, and I was giving you vague, yeah, it's three grand for admin. Depends what your view of admin is. Because if your view of admin is pens, papers, stationery, you know, you think, well, that's a lot of money. But then if your view of admin is tables, chairs, desks, computers, printers, toner, cartridges, yada, 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 then that's suddenly, well, that's not a lot of money to do that. And it undermines yourself because it can look either vague or unrealistic because the people that are assessing these applications will have an idea of business and what makes good business sense and a lot of this is trial and error you know by no means I've, I've been very fortunate I've had a, a lot of successful applications for funding which is fantastic I've also had many knockbacks because you don't get every project you know funded every time and you have to look at other other ways of doing it. And I'll talk about other ways in, in a later uh, podcast. But for now, focusing on applying for funding, that's something you're going to need to do. So when you're putting figures, be specific, okay? But also, be positive. Use positive language as you, as you talk through it. You know, what's going to happen to the money? You know, it will increase confidence for the the entity that's providing the funds and it'll help them if you're coming across as positive in that application it helps them know that you're passionate about this project and it's not a case of well it's not the beginning and the ending just with this application this is it another key thing is we all do it when we're under pressure we talk about process rather than ourselves we talk about processes because a lot of people are really confident in talking about a process. Whereas when you start talking about feelings or you're under pressure, it gets, it's, it becomes defensive. So we don't like talking about those things. So terminology comes in, your jargon, if you will. Yeah, we might use acronyms. That's great. If, if you work, like for myself, from a military background, if you're using acronyms, everything's a TLA three-letter acronym we love it yeah you look at the emergency services the police cid yeah they have csis that used to be called socos all these things are great if you're in that field of work because if i was to say a for example a soco is a scene of crimes officer and a csi is a crime scene investigator which is fantastic but if you don't work in that environment, me going SOCO CSI in a wider spectrum, you'll lose people, you'll lose their attention because they don't understand what you're talking about and they drift off. So 
you need to maintain that focus. You do that by not using jargon. The only time you would would be if the funder has used it in their literature. Sorry, literature. Then you would be able to use that because it's it's their language. You're speaking their language. Don't speak your own. So when we get to evidence, yeah, you need to have evidence. Now I've been through various different funding things or funding applications where I've been able to just give general overviews, um, ideas, conversational style applications, which have been great and, and successful. However, I've also been to funding panels, Dragon Den style events, where you have to have your specific evidence. And that is, it's knowing that specific evidence as well. So collecting data, surveys, market research, monitoring information, extracts from government reports or relevant agencies, you know, those areas you can get, you can access statistics all over the place. You can find that material to then add to your application. So it gives a background for what you're doing. When we've done that, we've talked we've talked about accounting really for funds, so you need to provide a budget, what you're going to cost and what you're going to use. And then when you get to the end of all that, when you've done everything, check it. And then when you've done it, check it. And when you've done it, check it. Check that application repeatedly before you submit it. Yeah, any errors, any inconsistencies then they're going to pick up on. And then that's where your questions come. So if it's an application panel, you'll be nervous enough going in front of a panel to ask for funding. So having a, a question that you might consider a low baller would be quite problematic because whilst you're distressed, it adds more stress to the mix and you, you'll start to panic in that meeting. So that is effectively a breakdown of applications requests for funding and areas around that so where you are applying i'll talk about other ways of getting funding in another podcast but for today that concludes our little whistle stop tour of applying for grants i will see you next tuesday for the next triple t i hope you're well doing well keep up the good work take care